Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery. I'm your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate desired outcomes through strategic consulting, team development, and applied learning. So I know you're wondering why this podcast, because you don't want more information. You want real solutions. Through Mindset to Mastery, we believe if you change your mindset, you master your success. So every episode, we bring a real-life problem, issue, or pain point that impacts individuals and therefore their organizations, and then we will provide the strategy and offer solutions to get your desired results. Think of it as a mini case study and best practices strategy session all rolled into one. So are you ready? Great, because I'm excited. Let's get started. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to set the stage by painting a picture, giving you a vignette of what it looks like with this problem in action. Then we're going to identify the problems or the issues or the pain points and why they're important. We'll define the strategy and the approach. We'll provide examples of, of implementation and best practices, give you about three to four approaches that you can actually immediately try. And then we'll give a little bit of a description of the results, what they look like in action. So without further ado, <laughs> let's get started. And on today's episode, we are going to address what I call a case of the leadership fuzzies or leadership lack. So let's paint the picture and set the stage. You are a member of a five-person team that reports to a regional manager. Your manager is responsible for giving direction, establishing goals, ensuring that the teams are all working together to achieve the overall goals for the company. Now, the problem, there are five different teams in your region that report to your regional manager. All of them are located in different places. So it's not like you can just go across the hall to the, the next department to you know, check in with somebody. You don't have regular updates from your RM. Um, everyone seems at a loss about what to do, and your regional manager spends most of their time talking about what has already happened and issues and problems of things that you couldn't solve um, than they do talking about solutions. Um, they spend little time giving direction. They don't give you feedback that's useful or any feedback at all. And as a result, your, your team doesn't really talk to each other. Everybody feels like they're in their own little silo and that they're working by themselves. They kind of keep their head down. Morale is low. The stress level is high. Um, there's talk of a shakeup because several people are kind of floating the ideas of, of leaving. And the company overall is not necessarily happy with your performance. So what do you do? Now, let's identify the specific pain points with this. One, you have a lack of direction. Two, you have a lack of clarity, consistency, and communication. Three, you have a lack of results. So, what do you do? The strategy and the approach that I would recommend in this case would be what I call clarifying your leadership. And you have to understand that leaders have to be three things. They have to be vocal, they have to be visible, and they have to be visionary. So vocal, of course, you communicate, you give feedback, you give critiques, you give direction. Um, visible, you're seen and heard, both when there's a crisis as well as when you're not, when there isn't one. 
Being a visionary, you paint the picture, you show where you're going, you get your people on board and get them to buy into where you're going and what's expected. You clarify things so that everyone understands what it is that they're supposed to do and what's expected of them. So what would be my approach to this, the solution? And here's where I want you to take notes because this is where you have an opportunity to actually implement this once you have listened to this podcast. So the approach that we would use would be called leading from within. Now, you can't replace your regional manager. You don't want to go above their head to a supervisor. You don't want to get them fired. Um, You're just not into that type of shakeup. But as a member of the team, you are not powerless. You are not at the whim of whatever your leadership does. You are not at the mercy of whatever people decide or don't decide to do. You have power. And as a member of the team, as a member of the organization, you have to understand that you are a leader. And what that means is you are a leader of your position. You are a leader at your job. You are a leader of what you are required and responsible for doing. So what you need to do first, be the example. Being visionary, being visible, being vocal about your particular area, the thing that you're good at doing, the thing that you're responsible for doing, you be visionary and paint the picture of what this looks like going well. You be the person that is visible by talking to different people and showing up and asking questions and being the one to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. What is it that you're doing? And talk to them about how the things are related. Get to know the other people in your team that directly impact what you're doing or that what you do directly impacts them. Become vocal, giving feedback, giving constructive criticism, being the one that gives praise and recognizes your team, your other teammates, for doing things that are going well. You be the leader in your your particular position. You be the one who's visible and vocal and visionary. You be the example. Then the second thing, connect the dots. Do some research and discover how what you do affects the whole, not just your whole team, but the department, maybe the company, maybe the region. Figure out how your piece of the puzzle makes everything else work better. And then keep that in mind when doing your job. Keep people in the loop who need to be in the loop. Talk to your regional manager about suggestions you have about how things can go better or about what you need to do your job better. Just because you don't have the title of manager or department head or VP or whatever it is doesn't mean that you are not responsible and you are not a leader. So taking responsibility and becoming empowered by realizing that you are very important to the overall success of what happens in this organization. You are very important because you are great at what you do in your particular area. And instead of looking at this as a reason for you to back away and put your head down and close your door and just operate in your own little silo, instead, look at this as an opportunity for you to be able to see how you can contribute to the whole. Look at this as an opportunity to recognize how what you do is important to everything else. 
So connect the dots, reach out to other people who do what you do or who rely on what you do or talk and talk to those people that you rely on what they do to get your job done. A lot of times, most people don't reach out to anybody else unless they have a problem. But if you start building that rapport, you start connecting those dots, you start building those bridges where you see how everybody interconnects and how everybody works together, and then you're all being vocal, you're all being visible, you're all being visionary, you're talking about the direction that you want the company to go in, you're talking about the way that you want your department to be run, you're talking about the way you want your team to experience success. Because until you start leading from within and start taking the initiative to being visual and visible and vocal, then your regional manager, your department head, whomever it is, isn't going to start doing that. They have to get some encouragement. More than likely, they'll need some development. But because you can't control their development and you can't control what type of training they get, what you want to do is you want to start taking on that role yourself. So fourth, third thing, speak up. Ask questions, request meetings, facilitate group collaborations through communicating with other people. Ask for, ask for help with a project that you're doing. Ask someone, offer to help someone else. There's a, a whole way of you providing what I call collegial coaching, where you're working together with each other to help each other improve, help each other get better, and help each other do their jobs, each other's jobs, so much more efficiently and effectively. Don't just wait to be told what to do. Ask questions, express what you need, express what you want. Spread the wealth when it comes to um, understanding what we need. Spread the, the wealth when it comes to understanding what resources and requesting what resources you need. Spread the wealth when it comes to spreading goodwill and giving each other encouragement and feedback and constructive criticism. Help out someone else that's new. And if you need help, reach out to somebody that's more experienced. You need to understand that over and over again, I've seen situations where we go into organizations and these are, there are all these departments where you have a great leader and the team is doing well, but in the same organization, you have someone who is a victim of leadership fuzzies or, or leadership lack. And as a result, their team and their department is not doing as well. But especially now, because organizations are becoming so much more broadly defined, they're being separated because in a lot of cases, people are working remotely. You have a whole lot more interdependence in terms of what you do is not only affecting you, but it's affecting other people because there's a domino effect and a ripple effect. So it's incumbent upon every member of the team to become a leader, to understand their role, to start leading from within, both from within themselves by understanding what they need to do to become more visionary, more visible, and more vocal, but also working with other people and becoming more leader, leadership central or leadership focused to be able to address and achieve the outline goals for the whole organization and then see how that trickles down and how that affects the department and how that affects each of the teams and how that affects each of the individual people. So 
because of the fact that our organizations are changing and they're so dynamic and they have to be so responsive to change and they have to be so proactive because things are changing at such a breakneck speed, you need to start developing your own leadership style. You need to start developing your own leadership voice. You need to be able and be comfortable with stepping up and saying, I'm going to be the leader. Now, I'm not advocating that you take over someone else's job and you try to move them out of the way. If there are issues with a particular leader or your regional manager or whomever, and they're becoming, the issues are becoming such that it is becoming detrimental to your job and your ability to perform your job, then there are proper channels for that. But just because the person who is in charge of leading you by title does not necessarily have the leadership skills to do that, that does not give you a pass for not doing your job. It does not give you a pass for not being a leader in your position. It does not give you a pass to just sit back and put your head down, close your door, and say, whatever happens, happens. Because ultimately, if your regional manager is not doing a great job, it's going to impact your team. And if it impacts your team, it impacts the organization. And then ultimately, further down the line, you may have, you're not meeting your sales goals, you're you're not meeting your your market share quotas, you're not meeting any of the, the the, the metrics that, and the outcomes that, you've, that they have outlined. And so as a result, the company starts suffering and they start looking at cutbacks. And when they start looking at cutbacks, that does affect you. So the best way to do this is to develop a team approach. You're going to lead by team. You're going to lead together. You're going to each take an opportunity to walk in your own leadership your own style of building consensus, your own style of making sure that other people understand what's going on, your own style of communicating, your own style of supporting each other. And having a dialogue with your regional manager, talking to them about the ways that things can be better, the ways that things can be different. So what does this all look like after you've tried it? Now, of course, this doesn't happen overnight. But let's just fast forward, let's say three to six months down the line, when we revisit your team, we'll see a very different picture. If each person in your team is starting to do the things that I just talked about, the team members will spend more time talking to each other about what needs to be done, about how it needs to be done, and about its overall impact on the team as a whole, on the department, and on the organization. You're not just making decisions based on how it affects you, but you're making decisions based on how it affects everyone because you understand how important your role is to the overall success of the organization. So people feel more engaged, they're more empowered, and they feel more important because they believe that they matter. You all matter, both individually and collectively. So as such, you're reaching your quarterly goals. You're developed a great rapport and a sense of camaraderie. You guys are working together more efficiently. You have open communication. The regional manager that you were having problems with that was nowhere to be seen either has been replaced or that person has started to come on board and work collectively and collaboratively as part of the team because you guys are leading from within. 
It's not a matter of you sitting back and waiting for somebody else to do something. You are now taking the initiative to create the working environment that will breed success. You all are taking the initiative and working together collaboratively to determine and direct the leadership style of that team. Now, I mentioned early on that your teams were not working in the same building, so they were working remotely. Email, telephone calls, conference calls, video calls, you'll get in touch with each one because one thing about leading from within, when you start doing this within your your particular team, and then you reach out to other teams and other departments to talk about how what you do affects them and how what they do affects you, this kind of thing spreads. This is something that people start to take notice of and they start getting on board with because everyone wants to succeed. Nobody's going to tell you, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of this because I just want to sit here in my own little silo by myself and I want to fail. Nobody wants to fail. Nobody wants to be downsized. Nobody wants to be a part of a, um, of a, of a struggling organization because you all have pride in your work. So the whole premise of leading from within is when you start implementing this and each person starts taking responsibility and starts taking on the, um, the, 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 the actions necessary to actually become a leader within the group, then you're going to find that there's not going to be as much competition. There's not going to be as much cutthroat. There's not going to be as much, well, I'm just looking out for me. Instead, you'll have more collegiality, you'll have more cooperation, you'll have more collaboration, and you will have more success. So which type of organization do you want to work for? Which type of organization do you want to be a part of? Do you want to be a part of the one that's all stressed and and everybody's kind of separated and segregated and there's a lot of mumbling and grumbling and backbiting because nobody knows what's going on? Or... Do you want to be a part of the organization where you feel as if you matter, where you understand the direction that the organization is going in and how your individual position plays a very important part in achieving the goals of the organization? Which one do you want to be a part of? Do you want to be in a situation where every staff meeting is one where, you know what, we could have done this through an email? And I don't really want to talk about this because I have other things to do. Or do you want to look forward to the facts that you have meetings that are very productive? They're very concise. Everyone is excited because they understand that whatever is going to happen in this meeting is going to be productive. It's going to enhance what I'm doing. It's going to, to assist me in doing my job better. It's going to connect me with the resources that I need. And it's going to help me to be able to speak up, have a voice, and feel empowered and important because I have something to contribute. Which one do you want to be a part of? Whichever one, everybody wants to be a part of the successful model. Everyone wants to feel like they're important. Everyone wants to feel like they belong. But everyone has to understand that this takes consistency. This takes being dedicated. This takes understanding and being on the same page about wanting to achieve the results. When I talk about the fact that I focus on facilitating outcomes 
It's because we focus on where you're trying to get to. We focus on the goal. We focus on what that looks like at the pinnacle of success. And then we backtrack, we deconstruct to reconstruct, and we look at what is needed to make that happen. What do our people need to be like? What do our people need to feel like? What do our people need to do? What do our people need in order for this to happen? And the fundamental thing, regardless of resources or money or time or any of that other stuff, is leadership. And it's leading from within. It's not having someone direct your tasks. It's not having someone direct your day. It's not waiting and sitting back for someone to tell you what to do and how to do it. It is you being empowered and understanding that you are important because without you, the organization does not succeed. Without you doing what you are gifted and, and, and responsible for doing and positioned for doing, without you doing your part well, nobody succeeds. In an organization, in a team, in a department, nobody exists in a vacuum. And you have to understand that overall change, whatever change you want to see, change is a process that begins with an event. Why can't you be the catalyst that sparks that event, that takes that one action, that takes that first step? Begin to be your own leader in your own position. Be visionary. Understand the big picture. Be visible, be seen, and be vocal. Communicate, speak up. Lead from within, lead by example. I guarantee you if, you, if you do this, if you start this process and you bring other people along with you, you're going to see a change in your organization, in your department, in your team, and in your success. Thank you for joining us at Mindset to Mastery, where we provide guidance and best practices to assist you to change your mindset and master your success. Let us know your thoughts, what, how this episode has impacted you, and if you have a problem or a topic that you'd like us to address in future episodes. And look out for new episodes every week on Mile How Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and on our website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. I'm your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the Cars Group, where we facilitate outcome through strategic consulting, team development, and applied learning. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that this episode has been helpful, and I hope that the strategies and the action steps that we have provided to you have been effective. Until next time, make it a great one.